Hi, hello. How are you doing? I trust you're good. I trust everything is fine. Well, this is just an awareness for the supercell genotype, and I'm doing this in every memory of my friend Adida for Shukuro Tejumadi. So, I am going to be talking about Tejumadi's life since when I met her till when we lost her. So, I met Tejumadi in 100 level, yes. And it was, I think, we connected instantly. Tejumadi was this kind of person that made you feel very, very comfortable the first day you meet her because she was just very funny. She was very open. She had this positive energy. So it was easy to become friends with her. So throughout 100 of us friends with Tejumadi, she stayed at the hostel while I stayed off campus. So come to 100 level, we stayed together as a roommate in 200 level and we were good. Yeah, I knew Tejumadi had was SS in 100 level, but I never really experienced her having crisis. Most times it's just like she tells me there are nothing if I know about it. You can just go to the health center. But I knew she was always going to the health center because that's like the only time she feels relieved. She has to go to the health center get injections and you know just the normal way you treat SS. So on 200 level that was when I really experienced what it meant what it meant for someone to be living with the kind of genitals like I'm this kind of person that I really fall sick and when I fall sick I know how it is but seeing someone experience that almost like a weekly thing just beyond me. So this is what how it was with Tejumadi. Tejumadi was this kind of person that was very lively. She was very confident. She was she had strength. She had both physical <laughs> and mental strength. She was always willing to go all out for anything she believed in. So it was like people would not really know she was battling with something like that, except she tells you, or except you're really close to her. So I stayed with Hedge in 200 level, and staying with Hedge was fun and was also a painful experience because I was there every time she was at a crisis. Like, we, there were times we had to like rush to the clinic in the middle of the night, we had to like call the ambulance to meet us at the gate. There was a day a friend of mine had to back her from our hostel because she could not walk. She was in so much pain, she just had to like find a way to get her to the school gate so the ambulance could pick her up because they said they could not come out at that time. I think this was about like 2 because our crisis started like 12. So we did that and we got her to the intercom before she felt better. We have had so many experiences like that with Tejumadi. But the fact was that Tejumadi wanted to do great things. Tejumadi had a plan of being the vice president, which would have come true if she was still around. Tejumadi had a plan of, she had the Tejumadi plan, yes, like she had the Tejumadi plan. <laughs> she was always like, ah. Oh my goodness, Tejo was always, always positive. Like she always saw the positive part about everything. She 
she was always willing to try anything she believed in. I could remember when the strike started, I think in 200 or 300, I can't really recall, and she was at home. She's this kind of person that doesn't like things to for a long time. So she told me she wanted to learn something and our parents have been against it because they don't want her to stress herself and then have a crisis. So they were just like against everything she said. So I was like, Peggy, you know, we, you don't have to do something that would stress you. You have to look for something that would allow you to be able to do it in a very confident space. And that was how she went into showmaking. She started learning how to make shoes. No, yeah, she started learning how to make shoes and it was fun. Like, she was really happy. She could, like, channel her energy into something because this girl was so full of energy. There, there's never a dull time with her, Jumadi. Like, she's always happy. She's always up and doing. So, that was it for Jumadi. And 300 level, she. Oh, I didn't tell you. In 200 level, Tejo pushed me into going into politics. Like, that would be the last thing me as a person would do. But she was like, ah, Dara, just go for it. Just do something, you know. Just get involved in these things. And I'm like, babes, I can't do this thing. Because I don't, I'm not this kind of person that likes politics. But Tejo, my dear, was like, don't worry. I'll push you. I'll do it for you. She did everything for me. And I became <laughs> the sport director. Well, I didn't even know anything about sports, but this is where Teju came into play. Teju likes sports. She played football while in secondary school. So she had an idea about what to do. And I was just like the head. Teju was the main body function because she was always all like, she talked to higher levels, lower levels. She arranged trainings. My, you get like she made everything so smooth and easy for me. She was even always the one pushing me, like, ah, that today is training. Most times I don't remember because my mind was not even there. And you know, she made everything worth it for me, and it was a nice experience. Yes, so being involved in something it was definitely a nice experience. So, the 300 level, Tajmadi was when school was fine. Everything was good. 400 level for semester. When school resumed, we were fine. Everything was good until the week she fell sick. I think that was the period she was campaigning for, I think, Dilola and Carbon 5. Yes. So she did the campaign. She was all happy. Everything worked out. She was really, really like I could see, I could see her like she was happy. Something was working out. Like she put her effort into something and it worked out. She was all about the campaign. She was everywhere. Tejumadi was this kind of person that you walk with and everybody's always saying hi or she has someone she's saying hi to. So it was really crazy being her friend. Four hundred level was was awesome. We had a fight. <laughs> we got back together. We made up. She took me <laughs> on a date. And it was really fun, yeah. And then the week she fell sick, I followed her to the clinic. 
you have to go, like, she goes real hard for us in her safe and to, and that was very like that. It was, it was, it was really a terrible experience for me. Like, someone you, <laughs> I'm sorry, someone you always believed to be there just left. I couldn't imagine it. It was, it was really painful. I remember when I got to know about her death. Like, someone called me and asked that I was sort of weird from Peggy today. Like, no, I just got back from school. I'm just trying to relax because I was sleepy. And she was like, okay. And I went back to sleep because I, I was not even thinking something like that could happen. Then someone else called and I was like, she's at the hospital. Like, because I still called her and she said she was going to be discharged that day. Okay, I called her in before she said she was going to be discharged that day. And I'm like, okay. Because she said, the day we were going to the hospital, the day she was going transferred from out center to. FMC. She was talking about coming to visit me that she hasn't got she has not been to my hostel that semester and she was going to visit me that same Saturday. So that was like the plan. And someone okay, my friend came back. My friend went out and then I just ate her crying from downstairs. And I just like woke up from sitting there like Yara, what is going on? What's wrong? And she was like, Teddy is dead. Like, I could not just believe it. <laughs> Teddy was the least person I expect could die at that age. She, she was so full of life. I never imagined I would lost her. Like, I thought Teddy was going to be around forever. Not forever, but like, the plan was we would always be together. We had so many, so many dreams. We, we were even already talking about industrial trading. I told her, okay, let's go to Lagos. Let us just explore something different from what we've always experienced. So she was like, okay, she was going to stay with her sister in Lagos. I was going to stay with my cousin. And that was the plan. So telling me, the same person I had plans with is no more. It was just, it was unimaginable. I, I went to FMC and I saw, I saw a body. I could not believe it because even when I was going to FMC, I was just like, maybe this was just a joke or something. I didn't believe it until, until I saw her lying there. And she was, she was just there, she was a woman. <laughs> she was just there. I lost a friend to so I said, I knew her pains. She told me about her dreams. She was always scared of dying young. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
Katie just wanted to make a name for herself. She wanted to create a path that people could walk on. She wanted people to remember. She wanted people to remember after she was gone. She was so full of life. She was really full of life. She was a happy person. That you could know the grudge. Like, if you open her, she tells you, babes, I don't like what you did. Like, we were always having spots, and we could just like come clean after. We fought and we cover. <laughs> Oh my goodness, my memories are just, I'm sorry I'm being emotional right now, but this thing just keeps coming to my head. We lost our humanity to our junior tribe. It was crazy, it was really crazy. Like, I wouldn't want someone to purposely go through that, and she wouldn't want someone to purposely go through that. Teju was a happy person. Teju was life itself. Teju was the life of a party. <laughs> Teju was a baby. How could I forget this? She was a big baby in an adult's body. Teju thrived on attention. She loved being taken care of. She loved people doting on her. And she returns that energy. Like, she could take care of you, she could baby you, she would pamper you. That was the kind of person that when you're going through things, she just like knows and she just like finds a way to make you happy. That was one of her strengths. Teju was. <laughs> Teju was my soulmate, let me just say that. And I don't know if I'm still going to meet someone like Teju, but life goes on. Now, this is where the Teju made fan came into play. Like, this is where I start creating an awareness about sickle cell. Now, sickle cell is a genotype. Now, what is a genotype? Genotype is the genetic constitution of every individual like these are the genes you inherit from both your biological parents your mom contributes half of it your dad contributes half of it and it becomes old and makes you who you are genotypes are aa we have as we have ss we have sc and we have yeah, i think ac not sure yes i think we have 80 then ss which is what i am going to talk about the ss is inherited from your parents you know the genotype is where you inherit but genotype let's say it's normally should be aa yes the abnormal one is the ss so you get this from your parents, you get the S genotype from someone, and this is what becomes your own genotype. So, the SS is like a genetic blood disorder. 
it's it makes you not have the normal body system you're supposed to have like your blood is not a normal one it's different from the normal treats like this essence is weak it is very very weak your I think your blood doesn't produce the appropriate cells you need like white blood cells I mean we have the white blood cell we have the red blood cell your blood does not regenerate it at the right amount and which leads to a whole lot of complications and that is where the sickle cell characteristics come from the body pains the white palms the yellow eyes it comes with a whole lot of things the SS is there's a whole way you can just like try to deal with it like to manage it let me use that word yes there's a way you can manage SS but once you are SS there is nothing you can do you just like keep trying to continue living SS is I'm sorry to use this word but it is stressful you have to like hold yourself back from a whole lot of things because you don't want to stress your body into reacting you don't want your body to go beyond its limits even if you don't have a limit as a personality or as a person your body tends to limit you because of the junior type that is why today we're creating this awareness that before you go into a relationship you should know what the genotype of your partner is this is like the first question you ask from someone you're ready to you think would be your prospective partner so before you start developing feelings you should be aware about this person's genotype so if you're AS and the person you want to go into a relationship with is AS, it is best for you to just like cut off that relationship before it becomes something meaningful and before before it becomes way too hard to detach yourself from that kind of person emotionally. Then if you are AS, if you are SS, you have nothing to do with someone that is AS or AT you should just go for someone with these AA because genetic like genetic because like AA and AA is a good combination AA and SS is a good combination. AA and the AS is a good combination. Not like it's way, way good, but it still, still goes. Then AA and AC is still okay. But the moment you are AS and someone and the person you want to date is AC, please. Do not go into the relationship, please. Because I wouldn't want you guys to go into that kind of relationship and then you guys end up 
end up getting married and you're bringing kids into the world and the kid has a promising future but probably could not make it through due to one thing complication or the other so please people know your gender type before going into a relationship get it informed about these things go on google read about your genotype read about your your blood the type of blood you have read about this thing so that before you make that decision you're making an informed decision about what you're doing yes emotions might come into the place but i feel like we should also use our head we shouldn't be all about our arts let our brain start functioning let our brain help us in making the right decision you don't do so you shouldn't all be all about love please think about the ripple effects of that relationship you're going to if you say you would be able to manage it let's say okay you would probably go to the hospital when you guys are married and you know there are so many things people come up with people come up with like okay they get married they would check the baby's genotype if the baby is ss they would about the baby these are things that are not realistic you just have to not make the wrong decision please let us be informed about what we want to do like just just know the right things to do thank you